I forgot how the show works. Well, usually we ask what <laughs> It's a new did. season, new rules. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of The Last Ones In Podcast. And welcome to the new year, season three. Hope everybody Ish. enjoyed yeah, our, uh, our end of the year stuff a couple weeks ago. That was really fun to record, I think. Yeah, I, I actually did really enjoy that, even though it wasn't like... It was all over Skype because, you know, yeah, COVID, COVID yeah. and quarantines and pandemics. Yeah. But it's the new year. COVID has ceased existence, obviously. It just doesn't exist anymore. Well, no. <laughs> the longest two week sit in ever, though. That was, like, that was a crazy break we took. They cured all diseases. <laughs> they found out how to clone people. That was insane. Common cold is gone. I know. Common cold is gone. Everybody has unlimited gold now. <laughs> but yes, welcome to season three. Uh, if everything worked out correctly, we have new arts <laughs> and new music that you were able to hear during the intro and new art that you were able to see. So hopefully every all the plans worked out great. We replaced all the main actors, too. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you won't even notice the cast is different now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am Dry Archuleta, your host, joined by E. Hello. And Robbie. Hello. And today we are going to be watching... What is it, E? We are watching... The greatest movie ever devised by mankind won 17 Emmys the first year it existed. We are watching the one, the only, Ed, Ed, and Eddie's Big Picture Show. Which it's crazy that it won Emmys because that's usually reserved for TV shows and not movies. Well, you know, it was on TV. They, ju- they just counted it. <laughs> also, They made the- an exception just for this because it's that good. Also, are there even 17 Emmys? That's how insane this movie did. <laughs> they made new Emmys just for this movie. <laughs> to this day, they still use it to teach what you should do in movies in college. It's That's, insane. It's freshman year. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Freshman, sophomore, every year. <laughs> if you get your doctorates, you have to write a 12-page essay on why it's such a great movie. It's insane. Do you think there's somebody with a doctorate in film studies? Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. That seems weird. It seems something you would go to if a you went to college. director? Director doctor? <laughs> Drocter. That's that's a Marvel villain. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, what you guys been up to? E. Uh, I watched something. Ooh. Uh, the second season of Hilda came out. I watched that. It's a cartoon. Okay. On cool. Netflix. I was gonna say, what's a Hilda? Yeah, it's a cartoon on Netflix that I really enjoy. I don't think you would like it much. There's no real central plot or anything. It just mystical things happen. Okay. And life lessons, all that jazz. You do like life lessons. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> and playing a lot of Hades. Um, I have been told I haven't actually won enough to get to the real meat and potatoes of the game, so I guess I, I have to that. keep winning. This is a, of yeah. course, this is a game you would like. <laughs> I don't like. I th- I like it quite a bit, but I don't know. I'm kind of like all right with it. I don't think the the gameplay itself is that much to keep me into it. Okay. So I'll I'll keep trying. I mean, like it's surprisingly it's more of the narrative keeping me here, which is very much not my style. I'm very much a more gameplay over narrative guy. Huh. So we'll see. Um and then, you know, Animal Crossing uh, eternally, of course. Always forever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Oh, you know, working still, working six days a week as normal. Of course. That's totally normal. Six days <laughs> a week, forty eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As everybody does. Indeed. Mm-hmm. As is the way of capitalism. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty soon you'll actually be able to afford rent, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Food is a whole thing, are, is a whole other thing, but rent, I can totally afford that. That's what they made dumpsters for. Yeah. <laughs> still doing that. Um, like, I haven't really watched anything lately. Uh, I'm, I'm still listening to things at work. Uh, one thing that I listened to recently is uh, there's a YouTube channel called ContraPoints which uh, is a philosophy channel done by uh, a woman who's transgendered. And she did an episode on opulence, which is, uh, you know, the definition of opulence is basically drenched in wealth and how the philosophy of how it's like not really a thing. It's really just an idea, uh, or at least like in America, it's more of an idea that the poor and the middle class have about the rich than it is an actual thing. But because it's about opulence, um, the thumbnail of it is her 
wearing a crown and covered in jewels while sitting naked in a tub full of jewels. And Sweet. my supervisor came up to, to talk to me and I paused it. And so he just saw that on my phone screen and looked at me. He's like, what the hell are you watching? And you're like, I'm watching philosophy. Thank you very much. Uh, this is philosophy. This is classy. It's art. Okay. Like, um, right. You can't watch porn at work, Robbie. <laughs> it is not porn. It is art. <laughs> there is no penetration. <laughs> <laughs> the only people getting fucked are the poor in this. <laughs> oh, that's a constant. <laughs> but um, other than that, I've been playing cyberpunk as usual. Right. Watching it crash every five minutes, but still enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and I've just been missing movie theaters. Yeah. A lot. They're still closed around here because we're in a bad area right now. Yeah. Uh, right. Red right. zone. And so we don't have a movie. The Yakuza took over our territory, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we got to go and play a bunch of mini games and talk to prostitutes in order to get it back to the green. Um, yeah, so no movies, but Tenet came out. Yeah, I've been seeing that in stores, actually. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I went Christmas shopping and I saw it in stores, I should say. Yeah, it, uh, the 4K is expensive as fuck, more than it should be. Uh, but if you get it at like a big bulk place like a Walmart, it's not quite as expensive as they want you to be buying it from them directly. You buy it from them directly, it's like 45 bucks. Yeah. Just I know that there's also like that thing, like, I think we've talked about it before on some of the live shows on like how they're going to be streaming some newer movies to HBO Max and how like yeah. a lot of companies yeah. are actually really pissed off about that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a whole other thing. If you want to uh, hear about us talk about that, go and listen to Post Credits, our live show that we do in Archive. Uh, we go we go into that quite a bit in a oh, few yeah. episodes. There's a 50% chance I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he flips a coin. If it's on Tails, he walks out. Yep. Well, E, you're presenting the Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Uh, take it away. All right. This is Ed, Ed, and Eddie's big picture show directed by Danny Antonucci. The movie is 90 minutes long, and it is rated TVG. As far as I'm aware, that was a little unclear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and technically, the release date was November 8, 2009. Uh-huh. But that depends where you live. That was the U.S. release date, and they have release dates all the way back to May 31st, 2009. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. So a rolling release date. Yeah. We'll say. But I need to ask for those who have not seen the movie, which is... Anyone that's not me. (laughs) I'm going to start with Jiraiya because Jiraiya didn't even watch much of the cartoon. I didn't. What do you think Ed and Eddie's big picture show is about? All right. So if I'm going to be gathering information from what I have seen of the cartoon. Mm -hmm. All two minutes. (laughs) Maybe a half hour. Um, (laughs) They do a lot of scheming. They scheme a bunch and they always want jawbreakers. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing this movie is going to be about them getting the biggest jawbreaker or like they're going to oceans 11 a jawbreaker situation <laughs> and have like oceans 11. an elaborate plan to like get this fucking giant jawbreaker but everything goes awry and like the jawbreaker breaks the town or something like that and then they have to do like a run a fundraiser and like get the town back running this sounds like like the hey arnold movie <laughs> uh yeah i think they have a scheme and it goes bad uh, I don't know much about Ed and Eddie at all. So. <laughs> okay. And then, Robbie, how much Ed and Eddie have you seen? I actually used to watch it. I have not seen it since 2007, probably. <laughs> something like that. Like, I think I was in high school the last time that I actually watched that show. But I did used to watch that as a kid because Cartoon Network was like my jam. If I wasn't watching Cartoon Network, I was watching Nickelodeon or MTV back mm. whenever they actually had music videos on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. think this movie is going to be about then? So since it's Ed and Eddie's big picture show, I'm going to say that they start going through uh, Ed's room and they find a projector in there and they decide that they're going to go ahead and they're going to open up their own movie theater and they're going to charge 25 cents to each person to watch a movie at their big picture show. And then they find out that uh, they don't have any film to put on there, so they have to try to make their own movie to, that way they can scheme and get their jawbreakers. But then... Nobody ends up liking the movie, and they end up getting into this big battle in the cul-de-sac and have to beat everybody with the jawbreakers that they just bought. <laughs> I like that one, too. All right. I'm going to say, other than the ending of yours, yours is actually almost one of the episodes. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dryan was a little bit closer. Ooh, cool. It so. was 11. It. 
No, not that part. <laughs> uh, so I will read the back of the Wikipedia article. <laughs> when a scam goes horribly wrong and leaves the neighborhood kids furious, the Eds embark on a journey to find Eddie's brother. Huh. So you had the scam going wrong part. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the show. A lot of times <laughs> it's scams going wrong. Also, you kept saying scheming. They scam. They don't scheme. Come oh, on. they steal then. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse. You, you see, that's worse, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some episodes where they have like just a straight up uh, pyramid scheme going on to try to get money. Yeah, sometimes. Um, though I will say, despite always calling them scams, only probably like 10% are literally just scamming them. Usually they offer a service for money. And call it a scam. Oh, okay. So scheme. Then. Yeah, they... <laughs> okay. Uh, I know, I'm just... It's, <laughs> sometimes... Didn't they have an episode where it was like a Ponzi scheme? Wherever, like, they had to get something for somebody, and then, like, in order to get something from somebody, had to get something from someone yeah, else. Yeah, they wanted eggs. They just wanted eggs for breakfast. That oh, wasn't okay. even, like, anything crazy. Well, I say what Ponzi scheme, because, like, a Ponzi scheme is, like, uh, you know, is, um, robbing Paul to pay Peter. Oh, no, they don't rob anyone. It's all, it's all bartering, that episode. <laughs> okay. It's all above the table. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what a Ponzi scheme would say. Yeah. So, if any of you listening want to try and watch it with us, that's Good hard. Good luck. Um, so, for sure, you can get it on iTunes. I yeah. know that 100% fact. You can technically get it on Hulu, but try. You want to fill on him on how? Yeah. In order to have it on Hulu... You don't have to only have the premium subscription. You have to have the bonus television premium package, which means that Cartoon Network has it in some sort of vault, and they're just like, I guess if you have cable, you can watch it. Um, And the same goes for Sling, because it's on Sling as well, but you also have to have their bonus premium cable (laughs) package. Or you can spend $4.99 on iTunes. Yeah. So yeah, either pay $60 for a TV service and hope that you find it, or iTunes. So here's, here's some background with that. Eddie and Eddie is one of the few cartoons that is 100% in the rights of the owner. So Cartoon Network can't just, like, give it away in, like, a bulk thing. They would have to specifically contact the owner and give him money. And I'm pretty sure this is why they are basically never putting on anything. iTunes, I think, just owns it for all eternity. So they just own it. Because, you know, it was on iTunes because iTunes was a thing while the show was still running. Right. So it was a lot easier to get the rights. So... Yeah, it's weird. I also found in my research, you can buy specifically the third season on Amazon. Cool. But that's it. <laughs> Just the third season, which is a, re- a good season. If you're, if you're wanting some Eddie and Eddie, I, I do recommend the third season, of course. But. Is that just like the creator's like, this is our best season, that's the only one you get? No, I doubt it. Oh. <laughs> I, I think just Cartoon Network somehow managed the third season. I don't know. I mean, I think the only reason this movie is on iTunes is because at one point in time, his Mac was broken, and they said that the only way that they would fix it for him is if they got the rights to that, to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, it's kind of... So if you have an iTunes or get get iTunes, I think you can just download iTunes on any computer. Yeah, on yeah. any computer you can download iTunes, but fuck. So <laughs> buying this movie has been the only time that I've ever like dealt with iTunes. I've never had like iDevices at all. Right. It on a Windows desktop is the most unuser friendly experience I've ever had. Yep. Every step of the way, they do not want you to buy things. They do not want you to download things. Like, oh my fucking god. It's so frustrating because they want you to have their iPhone to buy it. Yeah, on. so annoying. They want you to, yeah, they want you to have an AirBook and they want you to have an iPod and they mm-hmm. want you to use those. And like, I'm pretty sure on a Mac it works fine, but on Windows it's you got to fight it every step of the way. Yeah, it's awful. And the only reason I even know is because in high school I actually had an iPod Shuffle, yeah. and I remember whenever I put iTunes onto my computer, it like the first thing it did is it went through every single file on my computer to find music on there, and it's like, okay, well you have this music on here. Now it's on your iTunes and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's also the annoying thing. You could get stuff into the iTunes super easily. Yeah. Try to get it out is yeah, a pain that is ass. Impossible. Yeah. I will say a little quick fun fact. Uh speaking of the iTunes, I did of course own this movie on my iPhone. And oh. th- because of that, this movie is my most watched movie period. <laughs> I watch this movie all the time. I would watch it anytime I was in a car ride. I would watch it anytime I was on a plane ride. I would just watch it sometimes. Anytime. It was it was my go-to or just the series because I also owned the fourth and fifth season on iTunes. So anywhere you would go, it's just like, 
All right, we're in the car and Ed and Eddie's picture show. Yep. Huh. You know, sometimes I would mix it up. Sometimes I would play video games, but it was like a 50-50 shot, either video games or Ed and Eddie's Big Picture Show. How many, if you had to estimate, gun to your head, how many times you've seen this movie? Gosh, uh, 20 at least. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, but I think that means we are ready to watch the greatest movie ever devised by mankind. <laughs> your words, the, not mine. <laughs> yeah. On the worst streaming service on Windows. I would agree <laughs> with that one. Um, also, we do have a, a bit of a change up in our format after we come back. So uh, hopefully that'll be interesting. All right. We'll be right back, guys. And we're back from watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie's Big Picture Show. Uh, take it away, E. All right. Um, this is the best movie. All right. Thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no need to talk about it. Just know that it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> yep, that's all anybody ever has to know. So what we're going to do from now on, um, for the first year of the show, what we did is we would have a non-spoiler section, and then we would cut away, have some music, and come back and then talk about all spoilers. We are going to try and talk as spoiler-free about the movie for as long as possible now before we just talk plain spoilers, just to kind of try and keep things fluid for a little more. And once we get into spoilers, we're not going to uh, cut away. We're just going to say, hey, spoilers, and uh, keep going. So, yeah. So then, uh, Jariah, why don't you hit us with the quick synopsis of Ed and Eddie's Big Picture Show? Um... It's pretty simple, actually. I would say it's a pretty simple plot. Uh, there is a huge, huge scam or scheme or some sort of thing. Some S-word. That the uh, Eds get into that we only see the aftermath of. We don't get to see what it actually was or what their end goal was. Probably a quarter for jawbreakers, yeah. I assume. All we get to see is that it went terribly, terribly awry, and everybody's super pissed at them, so... All of the Eds are, like, leaving notes or packing up or whatever to leave town because of the thing that they did because everybody wants to murder them, basically. And the plan turns into uh, Eddie being like, hey, let's go to my brother's house. He'll protect us and save us and let us crash there. And so the whole movie is the Eds trying to get to Eddie's brother's house while the characters' names that I don't remember, I only remember Rolf. Uh, Rolf, Kevin, Naz, Jimmy, Sarah, Johnny, Lee, Marie, and May Kanker. Yeah, they all follow them and try and catch up to them to do various different things to them, from kiss them to question them to hurt them. Mostly um, murder. Mostly the murder <laughs> thing. And you just see the hijinks that take place along the way. It's very simplistic, I would say, actually. Uh, very straightforward, very, very slapsticky. Yes. Excuse. Ed and Eddie is very much a slapstick. Um, yeah, my favorite joke in it is actually nearish the end. I think I might know which one you're and, talking about with Eddie, right? Oh, yeah. My favorite joke is from Eddie. Like, I think it's pretty late or later in the movie, I should say. Mm -hmm. And he's like, some sort of slapstick thing happens. And he's like, I'm starting to get pretty tired of slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was probably the best joke for me, I think. Yeah. It's pretty good. This movie's very aware of itself while they're making the movie. Like between that and um, towards the beginning, whenever they find a little... Uh, Breaking case of emergency, but it says breaking case of movie on it. Yeah, yeah, even like, like the very beginning. It's incredibly yeah. self-referential to what it is. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Give us, give us your thoughts, Robbie. What do you think this movie even is? It's very much like you said, a slapstick that is done with troll physics, if you will. What do you? What you kept saying that like during the movie? What does that even mean? Troll physics? Yeah. Like a good example of troll physics is like someone who like makes a boat and then gets like a or gets, like, a desk fan to, like, power the wind for the wind, or for the boat to, like, move forward, or, like, holding up a magnet, or holding up, like, a magnet, and then, like, putting another magnet in between it and, like, using it to float. Another, like, cartoon physics is really another way to put it. Yeah, so, like, I just don't understand the troll part. It's, it's like, an internet thing, like, back when uh, the meme comics, whatever they, rage comics were big, like, uh -huh. that was, yeah. like, one of the subdivisions was troll physics, and it would be stuff like, oil floats in water. Cover yourself in oil. Wait for it to rain. Fly. Uh, we, okay. So like physics that wouldn't work, but like okay. under troll, like that. There's like there's a some weird logic behind it, but it makes no sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And that's the thing with this movie is like there's some kind of logic behind what they're doing, but it doesn't make sense in reality. Okay. Okay. Now that you explain it, I think that helps me understand where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like good example is like uh i guess you can say like ralph uh riding a pig through the desert and has like four stories worth of stuff pe- are packed on top of this tiny pig that's sniffing out the are uh, the eds like, yeah stuff like that like i think i would describe this as the most cartoony cartoon possible yeah that's fair like it doesn't ever try to not be a cartoon at any point no i think that's kind of a detriment sometimes if you <laughs> like it's an animated medium use it to your advantage yeah it's true yeah between like the weird slapstick or the sound effects or the movie or not the movies uh the movement of it or even like just some of the stuff that they say uh, just wacky and weird yeah like even i think one of the things that even as a kid or tween or whatever you would call it i guess that like put me off of the show it's because you're lame <laughs> well that's one and the other one I'll say, like, the art styles is, like, weird to me. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's an, it's his art style. I don't... <laughs> like, yeah, I know, but, like, it just doesn't, like, mesh with me. Like, I don't, like, look at that and be like, ah, oh, cool. Like, the weird, like, squiggly lines on all of them. Like, it seems difficult to make that work and make that happen, but, like, I, I don't like looking at it. <laughs> You're not alone. I have met other people like that. I just... It's just a weird thought to me, because in my... It's... I would put it as, like, intentionally a little ugly. Like, yeah. a big thing is this cartoon is really about, like, the life of children. Yeah. So everything around them kind of reflects that, and that even goes to the art style. Like, kids are always kind of, like, bouncing around, moving and stuff, and, like, kids are lumpy, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> like, if you look at kids, they're kind of lumpy a lot of times, and yeah. that really aids to it. Like, this whole... Again, like the cartoon really is from the eyes of a children and it really is obvious like every little step was kind of to help that idea. Yeah, like everything in it seems extremely exaggerated just from the, what I'm seeing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like what's his name? Jimmy, I think it was, the watermelon? No, that's Johnny. Johnny like with like his watermelon thing, which mm. added literally nothing to the movie almost. Uh, uh, that was mostly just fan service for So, I'm going to say like so uh, Johnny has this alternate persona, Captain Melonhead. It only appears in one episode, but it caught on, and I would really describe it as kind of like Bartman. Bartman was never important to The Simpsons, barely ever showed up, quite frankly, but yeah. all the people like attached to it. Huh. And Captain Melonhead was kind of the same. Okay. So this is like a fan service thing, like, yeah. give them what they want, boys. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, yeah, but like he's just like incredibly cartoony like his treehouse is made of different fruits he is fruit um his imaginary friend has physics like it's it's what it almost feels like what a child sees the world as yeah exactly and like through their point of view because like even his imaginary friend plank to him is real and so in the world plank is real plank like interacts plank is a viable person basically um that knows how to drive a bus Yes, well, that was also actually a good joke when Plank was driving it, <laughs> yeah. and the bus destination changed to vengeance. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I feel like after watching this movie, you can probably really understand like where my love for like sight gags and stuff came from. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> like Ed and Eddie's full of amazing jokes like that. Honestly, yeah. yeah, we were pointing out a bunch of like little gags that were just like written into the background. Yeah, there's Kinda a lot like, of like signs that are yeah. like weird and silly. Well, like, uh, there's that, like, even early on, whenever, like, the Eds are trying to leave, t- leave the cul-de-sac and, like, they're packing up all their stuff to leave. Eddie has a, a magazine inside of a suitcase that just says Hubba Hubba. <laughs> and then we find another one that says Jiggy Jiggy. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a third one. I can't remember what it said, but it was something else that was supposed to be, like... I know he has one that's Chicks Galore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or no, no, that's Ed's. My bad. <laughs> oh, Ed. Well, of course, Ed has to have one. Yeah. He has actual chickens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that, that was like a gag in the TV show. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I love chickens, Eddie. So here's another sight gag. He breaks open his wall, mm-hmm. and there's a ton of sponges. Does he just like really like sponges? He just has sponges in his wall. Ed is very much like an absurd character. Uh, another rain of thing. They didn't show it in this movie. He actually has seagulls under his bed too. Right, as one does. Yes. So, like, <laughs> Ed is, like, the embodiment of insane randomness. Like, everything about him screams at him, even down to, like, again, like, sponges in his wall. He names most of his sponges. And that did, that was a part of a plot of one of the episodes. But... Him naming sponges? No, 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 like, the sponges in the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that almost seemed like a joke of, like, so, like, 
he's hiding something in the wall that's really valuable to him. What is he going to be hiding? And someone just said sponges, and then they all laughed at the table, and they're like, yeah, we're going to put that in the movie. Um, that's how I kind of saw it at first. So you said that the Jamie? <laughs> You're almost two characters, which Jim- Jimmy has the retainer. Okay. And Johnny has... Punk. Johnny. Johnny is there the melon head. <laughs> Johnny. Um, you said like he was like basically a fan service thing, like give him what they want kind of a thing. Almost. I, like kind of. Yeah. Like more like people like that. Yeah. Just... Like how much of this movie would you say are like throwback jokes or like references to other oh, things Oh man, so much, show? honestly. Like, okay. Like I told you, the sponge is in the wall. Um, Like it gets away from that when they actually get out of the cul-de-sac, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like there are a lot of really small things in the first couple like 30-ish minutes that okay. are just, and then even that there's random stuff that the characters say a lot of times that are kind of referenced like rolf has random like a lot of his random like old worldy kind of quotes some of them were stuff he said before okay uh wilfred is a pretty big ish character rolf's prig so like him showing up i'm kind of he has a lot of farm animals i'm kind of sad they only <laughs> use wilfred personally but <laughs> You know, it's it's a ninety minute movie. You can't have everything. Yeah, yeah, you can't. There's, you stuffed so much in this movie. You yeah. couldn't have put more animals. <laughs> um, I don't know. That would probably be my one complaint. Which like it's a made for TV children's mm. cartoon animated feature. So I guess I don't expect a lot. But I wish it would have had like a plot really. It does I have feel, a plot. It's an adventure. Like I feel like it just happens. Things just keep happening. I mean, that's <laughs> the show. A lot of times things happen. <laughs> like it's it's. So I looked up. It's an adventure movie, and it I mean, re- yes, I would yeah. describe if we if we when we have to talk about this at the end <laughs> we'll of the year. This is an adventure movie. Like it is one hundred percent an adventure movie, and I would like it's not that far out with some of the adventure movies I've seen before. Like the plot, it's a simple plot of we need to find Eddie's brother, and it's a comedy adventure, so it doesn't need to have the most intricate plot. I'd argue it does have a great representation of a quartet, I would say. Probably, if I was uppity and <laughs> used fancy words, too. <laughs> you wanted to find that for... Cars or circles, man. There is a car in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> runs on Ed Power. Yeah, what else? Troll physics. <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, troll physics of a child that's able to pick up a car by its windows and then <laughs> run with it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, like, it's at that point, why not even just carry, why not just carry the people? <laughs> they did use the wheels and stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Quite a bit. They did ride on a fence. Yeah. And then just keep going forever. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ed did just straight up carry them a lot of this movie anyway. That's true. He also did do that a lot. Yeah, like, I don't know. As, like, somebody who wasn't a fan of Ed and Eddie at all growing up, Actively, I would say, not disgusted by it, because that's, that's a bit much. That's a lot. That's yeah. a harsh word. But, like, I was always turned off by the art style, and just the comedy never really struck me like a lot of other things did. So I would say I'm definitely not, like, the target audience for this No, movie. like, as, this, this movie doesn't make as much sense without really knowing the show. I think yeah. you could easily watch this movie without watching the show as... I had you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's easy to follow, but there is a lot that is really improved by watching the show because you know the characters' dynamics really well. Yeah. Kind of like you can watch Infinity War and Endgame without watching all the other movies beforehand, but the other movies do add quite a bit. Yeah. Backstory. I guess I have the kind of same question I had for uh, Destination Imagination. Was this meant to be, like, the ending? This of is Eddie? the finale. This, oh, okay, 100%. it is. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, so. And then, so I'm going to throw a fun fact. Uh, since there's not like a budget or anything that I can go off of, but we do actually have the amount of viewers that watched it on the opening weekend, uh, opening weekend, uh, opening day of <laughs> which edit, opening of weekend Cartoon, <laughs> of Cartoon Network US. Okay. And it was watched by 2.268 million viewers. I assume that's very good for cartoons. Yeah, so Cartoon Network always actually was the least amount of viewers out of the main three of Cartoon Network, Disney, Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. But that is pretty good because, again, these are just, like, children watching for the most part. And it's not even just children. It's families watching. Like, that's how many television sets were tuned in to Ed yeah. and Big Picture Show. Yeah, which is pretty good, I would yeah. say. That's a pretty high note to go out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that you were saying, I don't remember if this was on mic or not, is that um, the creator has 100% of the rights. 
For the most part, as far as I'm aware, yes, he has the rights. So he fought for those. Why doesn't he like just make bank off of putting it out there now? Um, so I I don't know the exact answer, obviously, because I'm not the creator. <laughs> Here's mostly what my guess is: you are a streaming company. You want to get Cartoon Network stuff. You go to Cartoon Network, and you sign a deal with them. You have Cartoon Network stuff. You know, no one is probably looking explicitly for Ed and Eddie. They're mostly looking for, like, Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah. That is my biggest guess. And when they go to Cartoon Network... Cartoon Network doesn't want to pay. Right, so they're yeah. not going to be like, and also, here's this thing. Yeah. Okay. That actually might be what it is, is they don't want to pay him royalties for it. So he's like, okay, well, you can't show my show then. Yeah, because I'm... I don't even with, think it's that like, far. I think Cartoon Network just doesn't bother to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> the main reason I say that, though, too, is just because, like, Viacom, uh, they started putting the Chappelle show out on all these different streaming services, and then it came out that Dave Chappelle was making no money whatsoever off of any of them. So he's he's been asking streaming services to take the show off of all the different things. Because, like, they put it on Netflix and Hulu and HBO and something else, like another streaming service too. Like they put them like uh, as Stars. many streaming services, maybe <laughs> they put us on, they put it on as many streaming services as possible, but Viacom was making 100% of the profits off of it. So Dave Chappelle has actually been asking all these streaming services. Can you take our, my show off? Because I'm like, they're just taking it from me kind of thing. And it seems kind of seedy for our, but very likely that for companies to do that, to like, you know, pay the creators the very minimum amount, if anything at all. And then, just raking as much profits off of it as they possibly can. And so maybe it might be that sense of, you know, they tried screwing him over. And so he says like, okay, well you can't show my show then. Yeah. Like if you're Companies not going to pay. Yeah, yeah. If you can't show me for something that I worked hard on, then why should I, or why should I give it to you? Well, like here's a fun fact. Uh, this actually was pitched to Nickelodeon too, mm-hmm. but he walked out on that deal. Cause they wouldn't give him any rights to oh, the show. Really? So that's why he chose Cartoon Network. Cause Cartoon Network was cool with giving them rights. Cause they saw potential in it. So he, like, specifically has always fought to keep the rights of his stuff then? Yeah. Okay. Like, since the, like, switch to creator-driven shows, creators fight a lot more for rights to their show. Hmm. Interesting. Because, like, the opposite is you get things like Powerpuff Girls where Craig McCracken just doesn't have the rights to it and, like, it gets rebooted without his consent and a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. That would really suck. Yeah. Um... You very clearly love Ed and Eddie. Yeah. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, all three of them. Say, don't, yes. don't remove one. <laughs> um, what, what do you think the thing is that attracts you to it so much? The characters, for sure. Yeah? I think all of the characters are really interesting. And obviously the comedy and stuff, too. Like, I just think it's hilarious a lot of times. And despite... A lot of people not liking the art style. I love the art style. I think it is really cool and organic, and there's nothing that looks like Ed and Eddie. And you would probably agree because there is it. Yeah, I would. I would agree. There is nothing that looks like it. Yeah, but like I really think the characters are really well, and just how much they nail it and can work off their dynamics really well. You don't have to relearn who each character is each episode. You can get a feel for them. And it makes re- watching multiple episodes really rewarding because you know their dynamic. You can see it going. Yeah, I will say that. Even from just watching this movie and not watching a ton of the show, I picked up like what the characters were and what jokes they're supposed to play off of each other pretty quickly. Right, like you, you noted that there was a thing where Ed would say something just stupid. Yes. And like the joke was no one would react to it. They'd yeah, they like, would just stare at him and he would stare off into the distance everyone and just go about their business. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, like as a long running show, the dynamics do shift and change a bit throughout the seasons. Yeah. But it is really amazing just watching him go. And again, I just think it's hilarious, like uh, potentially hot take, but I hate that saying anyways. <laughs> um, I do actually think this is more funny than SpongeBob personally. Because I think it has better character dynamic jokes. I think SpongeBob is good on, like, purely gags. Yeah. But I think Ed and Eddie nails, like, character humor a lot better. I could see that. There's a lot of samey characters in SpongeBob. Right, like, SpongeBob and Pat- Patrick's basically, like, a dumber version of SpongeBob, I would say. Yeah. Whereas with Ed and Eddie, each character is their own character. No two characters really fill the same niche. And the only character that kind of didn't work was Naz, because they never really nailed what she was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, I would say that those two 
very much felt just like support characters entirely. Like, they didn't need their own story because I don't feel like either of them are like interesting to oh, watch. Oh, Naz and Kevin? Yeah. Um, Kevin is kind of important because he is really like... So Rolf kind of takes the role in the movie, but Kevin is like the main antagonist in the show. Okay. So he did need his own thing. Um, They kind of overblew his thing with his bike. That's not as bad in any of the episodes. Okay. I think it was mostly they wanted more of like a movie dynamic for Kevin. So they did. He's <laughs> stupid. And they kind of, they kind of, um, I guess not so much gave him a niche, but they kind of gave him like a character arc with his bike and like how it goes back and forth with Naz, which like Naz in the TV show, to me at least, always came off as like, you know, the, that cool girl. Yeah. Like the, uh, or the popular girl at school or something like that. But in this one, she just more or less almost like the damsel in distress for Kevin. She's she's like the she's like a bimbo in this movie, I would describe yeah. her as. Um, but really the thing is, like, I don't again, you probably didn't watch each episode like five times like I have. Right. <laughs> uh Naz kinda did get like moved around a lot in like like the bimbo kind of archetype for her kind of started in season five when they went to school, I think, because they needed something her for her to be. So it was okay. like a cheerleader. Yeah. And like, so that's why, like the cheerleader, like popular girl kind of type. That's how yeah. I, that's how I saw her at least. But, but yeah. this is once again, a show I haven't seen since high school. No, like, I think you have some point. Like if you're talking about a lot of the early seasons, she is kind of like the cool girl and she was a lot smarter in the earlier seasons, which I, uh, it is kind of a shame that she got shafted, but the mishandling of Naz aside, because, again, they couldn't figure out something for the girl character, basically, to do. Yeah. I think it's a lot of long-running shows, because for a cartoon, from what I understand, this is fairly long-running. Yeah, so, yes and no. It had five seasons, which isn't that, like, doesn't sound that crazy, mm-hmm. but it ran for over ten years. Yeah, which is crazy. Yes. Just the fact that they were able to keep it in the zeitgeist for that long. Um, But I think what's more impressive is that not all of the characters became like a gas situation. Naz. Naz, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Naz situation. Like, because like, I would say most sitcoms after four or five seasons, the characters become caricatures mm-hmm. and it starts becoming extremely, extremely predictable. What's going to, like you hear the first sentence of an episode, you're like, all right, this is exactly what's going to happen. And then you see that thing happen. Uh, I think they kind of were falling into that. But um, so the fifth season, the big thing is they were like, it is not summer anymore. They are going to school now. And I think that was actually really important because it got him out of, like, kind of some of the re- repetition I think they worried about. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like that season. I think it's mostly just kind of the issue of, like, they were just kind of getting older and not watching cartoons as much more than, like, the quality of the season aside. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I pointed out while watching it is because it's just that's what struck me as what this thing is so much um, without having watched a ton of the show right. again. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll I'll confirm or deny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This very much feels like a much more modern take on, like, Peanuts. Yeah, I I do actually really agree. I would say so, because you pointed out, like, the no adults thing. Yeah. And, like, the view, like, something I was talking about earlier, it really is, like, the view of a child. Yeah, which I think is a lot of what, like, Peanuts is. Like, imagination runs wild, and that that also has a very distinct art style to itself. Mm -hmm. And nothing quite looks like it and it kind of gives me similar vibes of like i don't really like how this looks but i don't hate how it looks like nothing quite (laughs) looks like this yeah i think the closest to anything looking like it is probably like courage cowardly dog well like of course his other works um brothers grunt and uh lupa the butcher do have similar things but like no other artist right danny antonucci because he did actually like design a lot of the stuff nice but yeah like just the whole vibe of the thing that I would say Ed Ed Edinetti is far far more frantic, yeah. whereas well Ed Edinetti is also more focused on humor. Yeah, than and like Peanuts. Charlie Brown is very melancholic, I would say, mm-hmm. and like very dour humor. Yeah. So, but very similar. Yeah, I I do agree. Like, and I think you can kind of see there probably was some inspiration, especially like with who the characters are. Yeah, yeah, I I could I could definitely see that. I do want to talk about the ending here. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we get into spoilers? Uh, actually, here's something. I think you might guess this. Um, it's reported, supposedly, that most of the budget was used in the first act. <laughs> and I think that's kind of obvious when you see, like, all the crazy angles and stuff they used in the first act. And then they're a lot more <laughs> tamed towards yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
I just kind of find that kind of funny. Like, that, oh yeah, yeah. That first act, there's a lot of chaos going around, and there's like I said, a lot of crazy angles and a lot of just a lot of things happening all at once, and it's very actiony, very in your face, and then it just kind of calms down in the second act after they crash into the only rock within miles. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, it kind of is like a cool like narrative yeah. reason for it to slow down though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but I really want to talk about the ending. All right. Um, not quite third act. It's let me let me burp. So spoilers, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers from here on out. For I think the only thing that really matters plot wise in the movie, when they finally do get to the brother's house and that mm-hmm. the brother actually does exist. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't sure about yeah, that. Yeah, I was yeah. fairly certain that the parents were like fucking with him, being like, "Hey, here's some <laughs> letters from your older brother. Please don't." Ever contact him? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, even in the TV show, he does talk about his older brother, but it's just some someone you never see. Like, he's like an enigma, like a legend, almost. Yeah. yeah, which, like, I got that vibe from this, is, like, he's, like, supposed to be this big, badass dude that everyone, like, loves and is kind of afraid of, but also aspires to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when they finally get here, there, he's, like, a fucking burnout asshole. Yes. Which I think is kind of great, actually. Yeah, so, uh, me gushing for Ed in any of it, it's actually crazy, because... You actually can kind of piece that together watching the series. Yeah. Because, so, a big thing is, like, a lot of times when they introduce Eddie, it's his brother kind of, like, tormenting him. Like, one of the episodes starts where he gets a package that is addressed to Pipsqueak, and it's just full of baby toys. Cool. And, like, (laughs) there's another episode where he takes, like, Jimmy under his wing and kind of teaches him. And through, like, the training montage, he does stuff like throw eggs at Jimmy and, like, give him wedgies all the time. Huh. And after that, Double D's like, you're being way too harsh on Jimmy. He's like, maybe I was a bit too harsh, but that's how my brother taught me. And it's like, you can piece together, which yeah. is great. But uh, sorry, <laughs> i just gushing. Uh, I think it also goes along with like that whenever you're a kid. And like a good example, like say you're like in the fourth grade and you see high schoolers and you think that they're so cool because they're high schoolers. And then like once you grow up and like you get to the same age that they're at, you're like, these guys are just a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that, like, pulls that off quite well. And I, I honestly, the fact that he is, like, this burnout asshole that works in, like, this broken-down fair, like, he lives in a fucking whale trailer, mm-hmm. um, is great because, like, I think that's much more of a reality of, like, what older brothers are and how, like, younger brothers always look up to their older siblings as, like, being this big inspirational thing and just seeing the reality, like... He just doesn't know better. Like, he, is, he yeah. thinks his brother's cool because he doesn't want to be a dweeb. Like, his brother keeps telling him he's a dweeb. Yeah. Like, I, I think it really does nail that perfectly. And I'm going to go, like, a bit after that is something I think it nails really well, too. Like, so, like, the kids basically want to murder the Eds throughout the entire movie. But it's slapstick, so that's really just going to be, like, a beating. Yeah. But when they reach the brother and, like, they're all celebrating and the kids are annoyed, like, oh, we can't beat him up. It just shows that Eddie's brother is just abusive to his to Eddie. Yeah. Like, it's not... They've gone through worse in the movie, obviously, but it's slapstick comedy yeah. kind of hurt. But Eddie's brother is just, like, realistic-ass. Just he's just realistically beating him up. Yeah. yeah, he's, like, beating the crap out of him, and all the other kids are like, he's just hurting his brother. Like, what's going on? Should yeah. somebody help him? Like, it's, like, this weird, like, melancholic almost moment of, like, Watching, you basically watch the kids realize why Eddie's the way he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, to be fair, there's not a whole lot of character growth within the actual TV show, but there is a lot of character growth within, like, just this moment of it, wherever he kind of realized, like, wherever he tells them, like, I made everything up about my brother. He's not as great as I try to make him seem, kind of thing, because I wanted want you guys to think that I was as cool as I made him seem. And it is, like, this kind of growth moment like you said where they find out more about why he is the way that he is and how they can try kind of try to fix this and move forward with it yeah i think that this does a lot of things again sitcoms do is the very end changes up what the status quo is a ton because they no longer have to keep the status quo to like keep the wacky hijinks happening and whatnot um i think that this follows that formula to the t of like everything changes now and everything is completely different also, the season's gone by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah, the the kids are like, okay, yeah, the Eds aren't bad. They Eddie was just in a terrible, like, relationship, basically, is why he turned out, and we could change that. Of course, it is Ed and Eddie, which loves to, like, shit on stuff, too. Like, right. to show the dumb, like, realities of stuff, where the kids still don't 
they need someone to kind of fit the role the Eds were in, so they immediately attack Johnny because he wasn't there because he was on a bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, again, that's the Johnny thing was just like a weird like. I get that, like, he's probably a beloved character in the show, but, like, he just felt he's, like he's, such a weird... He's one of the characters. Like, he's a weird character. That's his thing. Like, he's that weird kid. He's the kid who has the imaginary friend when he's 13 years old. Yeah, like, I can imagine watching this as a kid and, like, seeing yourself in it quite a yeah. bit. Um, I didn't as a kid, but I can definitely see it. Right. Like, looking like, back, I can see, like, oh, I'm, like, this weird, like, asshole character, like, whatever. Yeah, um, like, I think that was another thing, because, again, like, I love the character. I think it is because I could see myself in some of them, like... I can see myself in Double D. I can see myself in Ed a lot. Yeah. Especially Johnny, honestly. I didn't have imaginary friends, but. <laughs> but you were the weird kid. Yeah, I was a weird kid. <laughs> I don't I don't think that this is bad. I think I'm just, I'm definitely not the person this is meant for. No, like, you didn't, you didn't watch Ed and Eddie growing up. You yeah. didn't, you probably wouldn't like Ed and Eddie because, again, there's not much, like, constant through Ed and Eddie. Like, you could, the most is, it did the thing a lot of cartoons started to do were, while you could watch any episode on its own and be fine, if you watch many episodes, you can like you can notice things that you wouldn't. Which, like for me, I think even from a fairly young age, like eleven, twelve, like I was watching like Firefly at that point, <laughs> and so like I had like a very different stories like coming at me. And as a kid who was like obsessed with Lord of the Rings and Star yeah. Wars and stuff, like I was like way into the fantasy and sci-fi kind of thing, and so like this just didn't appeal to me. No, and I think. Now the humor itself just isn't what appeals to me. Like the setup is fine, and that seems perfectly fine. But for me personally, like just the, just the comedy isn't what I'm looking for in no, comedy. Like you're well, even you're not looking for like pure comedies for the most part either. That's true. That's true. Because like, because I will say you were laughing quite a bit throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. There like were you some did good find jokes. it funny. <laughs> there were like a bunch of really good sight gags. The only Johnny joke that I liked was him waiting for the bus. Yeah, <laughs> and the only Plank joke I liked was when he Plank somehow changed the sign to vengeance. <laughs> yeah, he stole the bus. Yeah, you know? like I think there was at least one joke from every character that I liked a little bit, except for Naz. Well, she didn't really have jokes. Yeah, she's she's more of this quote unquote straight character in the show. Yeah, like, and like the supposedly... bully didn't have anything. No, he either. was he was he was the bike. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. his thing too. Yeah, so like that felt maybe not like a wasted opportunity, but just like felt like one extra antagonist that just wasn't needed. But, like, maybe that's the show. It's just, like, everybody is an antagonist yeah, to like, the Eds. The show is about the Eds, and everyone else is kind of the circling antagonist. Like, Johnny... So, again, it's funny that Johnny ends up kind of the outcast. Is Johnny usually is the, like, nicest to the Eds throughout the series. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, he's usually the one, like, cool with going through what they do. But he also is always willing to turn on the Eds, too. Like... Uh-huh. Cause it's it's He's a, kind of the wild card. Yeah, but like it's the thing of like they're they're kids, like they don't know how to react to things <laughs> properly. <laughs> I lost where I was going with that, but like mostly just like yeah, you wouldn't enjoy the cartoon or anything, but if you did, I think you would enjoy this movie a lot more. Yeah, like I think that there's definitely an audience for this. It's just it's just not me, is all. Yeah, like I I know listening to like Robbie watching it, you seem to really enjoy it. Well, and the thing is, is the I think what I liked about the TV show was a lot of the jokes that were kind of meant to go above the kids' heads, but I actually still got them growing up. Like, I think my favorite joke from the TV show was there's an episode, I can't remember what the ads were doing, but they're doing something wrong, and Sarah's character was always, I'm gonna tell mom! And then Ed would freak out whenever that, or with that, and there's one episode in particular that they're doing something, and she says, like, I'm gonna tell mom! And Ed freaks out, and he goes, oh, no, Sarah's going to tell my mom, and my mom's going to tell my dad, and my dad's going to say, not now, I just got home from work. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like, cool so stuff like that. Yeah. It, there was, like, jokes like that that I really liked from there. Like, I remember one time they found a pile of stuff in Ed's house, and, like, uh, Eddie pulls out a bra and goes, woo, PG-13. That's my mom's, Eddie. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Ed and Eddie definitely knew that adults would be watching with it so they did give stuff for adults to laugh at yeah yeah ed and eddie is one of the most like has adult humor in it kids cartoons but like little hidden jokes like that is stuff i like i also like the sound design of it like oh yeah he was saying like some of the random once again almost troll physics like sound design that they have to it for like 
that sound doesn't really go with what they're doing, but the way that they use it, it works. Yeah. So, like, I always will give so much props to Ed and Eddie for its use of sounds. Because it, again, like, it's the weirdest sounds, but they all work perfectly. And I don't, like, people who have watched the show probably can understand what I mean. Like, there's so many amazing sounds in that show that just don't get, just, like, no show does what it does. Like, one of the favorite sounds of many people is there's a sound that's called, like, sumo wrestler, basically. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, it's like, they use it sparingly so it doesn't get overused, but it's like, (laughs) and it's like used like when there's a big action, basically, and it's used sparingly, but it's used so amazingly, and that's just most of the shows, like, in this movie, there's like random stuff like cat purrs and monkey sounds is one you noted a lot, and it's always parts that make sense, though, like, the monkey sounds are usually used like a monkey screams like when a character's like scared or like it will be like when the character's like just kind of looking around dumbly. Yeah. But yeah, it it does use the sound design to convey a lot of a lot of the actions that you see the characters going through and in a way that fits with the childhood mentality a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it does nail that down. Yeah. I just cuz I've already read that we don't bring up folly too much in this in yeah. this podcast, so I did want to give the rightful props to Ed and Eddie because, like, there's a lot of shows that just don't have very good sound design. And when this show has, like, okay sound design and you don't really, like, m- care because, like, it's like, oh, yeah, it, it's the sound it should be. But, like, Ed and Eddie has such amazing sound design that it kind of, like, makes me more notice when other cartoons have sound design and it's just kind of whatever. Well, yeah. And it's something that, like, as a kid, you probably wouldn't think about because it's just not what you're paying attention to. But it subconsciously tells you what's happening in the story and happening to the characters without having to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, which is. is great. Back on the ending, um, so you kind of, like, picked this together, like, they don't show the characters of adults at all. Right, which than, is like, another Peanuts thing. Yeah. Um, so Eddie's brother is the first non-main character shown on screen. So imagine watching this series for 10 years and this is the first character that's not a main character you see. <laughs> well, like, it's just like, that's because like, it's such a movie thing. Like, this is like the height of it. It's like, oh shit, a person. Because <laughs> <laughs> like all characters are off screen or like just arms, basically. Yeah. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Which, again, just Charlie Brown. Yeah. Very. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go a bit more into Johnny because you kind of said he was a little underbaked in this movie. Yeah. Um. He actually did have another scene planned. It didn't end up making it into the movie. They didn't get to animate it even. Um, it was when he was on the bus, uh, like during his kind of freakout. They were gonna go a lot more into that freakout with him not being able to find Plank. They have storyboards of it, which is what I'm pulling up. Oh, so like Johnny actually was gonna start like hallucinating in it, <laughs> and like you like see like gum under the chairs of the bus. And that was, like, a big thing. Like, he was, like, start hallucinating the Eds in the gum, kind of, like, tormenting him. And because it's kind of a thing that's a little bit hinted at in the series, and you can you can kind of pick it up in the movie, but Johnny definitely has, like, some sort of anxiety to him. Hmm. Because he already is, like, freaking out a lot on the bus, and it kind of, like, shows, like, oh, yeah, that's why he needs this, like, imaginary friend to help push him to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. like, Planket has always kind of been almost like a safety blanket for him a safety blanket <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i do wish we could have because there are multiple actually cut scenes that we know of and i do i think that one would have really helped the movie if they could have kept that one in would have been like a weird psychedelic thing yeah but like kind of explain like johnny's psyche a lot more because you know the where it's at you can like tell johnny's kind of freaking out but i think that really like helps elite like elevate it to what Johnny is feeling like he's yeah he doesn't know how to handle himself and he just lost plank it may have been like one of those things like they looked at the storyboard of it and went like yeah this is a little bit too freaky for a kid's movie I think it was more a budget issue honestly I think they just didn't have the budget or time to get all the scenes they wanted hmm. he's saying that that might be too much for a kid show or is saying a bit or maybe isn't the case because the way that the movie actually ends with the canker sisters like bringing the brother into the house and saying that they're going to kiss <laughs> yeah, up like, all on him. Yeah. So it's like mouth to mouth. Yeah. Which was 
very rapey for a kid's movie. <laughs> oh, the Kankers are super rapey. Yeah, they, I know. Like, I, I know that they've always been super rapey. Well, but... I'm mostly talking, like, Jiraiya, like, they're super messed up. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like they, as you could probably tell, they're, like, trailer trash. Yeah, right. But, like, they also had a terrible home. Like, they each have a different father. Oh. And. Huh. <laughs> like, that's canon? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's why, like, all their hairs are different colors. Okay. And, like, and one has two eyes while one has one eye and one has no <laughs> eyes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the big, like, thing with them is, like, and their mother doesn't like men much is hinted at quite a bit. Hmm. Which is why they're obsessed with men, I take it. Yeah. So, like, they, they like, assess with the other trio of outcasts to an unhealthy degree, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, yeah, so they're also, like, the, they're, like, the antagonist antagonists. Like, the kids hate the cankers. Okay. And, like... All they do is go and, like, fuck shit up, basically. <laughs> I mean, and also sexually harass the Eds. I mean, that also kind of shows, like, why kids who grew up with that show make weird fan art of, like, the uh, the Kanker sisters, like, being, are still sexually harassing the Eds, even, like, in adulthood. I get really, like, confused when people, like, pair the Kanker sisters with the Eds. It's like, you guys watched the series, right? Like, they're <laughs> terrible people. I, I mean, whenever you look more into things like, tumbler shipping and stuff like that it does make more sense but uh but um back to the cut scenes uh when they're like camping out at the rock place there actually was going to be a scene there too where they kind of discuss stuff oh really yeah it wasn't like anything crazy i don't think it would have changed too much but um like they kind of gather around the campfire which was the fireflies and like it was them kind of going secrets somewhat like this was another scene where Double D was going to take off his hat and kind of talk about stuff. Um, they kind of allude to there was, like, a dodgeball incident with Double D is why he still wears the hat. Like, it was probably, like, a crazy scar or something. Yeah. So, like, his... They would have still covered it, so you still right, wouldn't yeah, you get to know. to see it still. But, like, it would have kind of done that and kind of shown he's more, like, comfortable with the Eds than anyone, obviously. Um, yeah. They said, like, Eds was kind of just kind of a throwaway joke, but it had some, like, kind of semblance to it. And this was going to be, like, Eddie talking a bunch more about his brother, like, how great a person he was with, like, Double D and Ed kind of, like, listening really intently. Yeah. So there was that scene. Uh, I, It's fine that that one was cut. It would have been nice to have it, but, like, unlike the Johnny thing, I don't think it was that important to it. Okay. And then the last scene wasn't technically cut. It was more just, like, a different way that it went. Um, In the confrontation with the bro, um... He calls Double D, like, Eddie's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Originally, that would have been, like, more... Like, Eddie would have thought it was just his bro kind of joking around with him more, whereas in the actual movie, it's just kind of him like, what? I think this change was for the better, personally. Like, I don't think that's really something that needs to have extended time taken out to it. Of him, like, basically just calling his little brother gay? No, no, like, it was just Eddie kind of, like, laughing. That was it. Oh, doing, like, that uncomfortable, like, oh, you're so funny, older bro. Yeah. And then it wasn't, like, a... His brother just genuinely thought Double D was a girl. It wasn't, like, a... Oh, okay. That kind of thing. Also, I mean, it, that like, was kind of, like, the thing in uh, the 90s, too, of, like, if you're insulting somebody and you're saying that they were dumb or that they are being stupid, that they were being gay. Also, this movie ends with Double D and Eddie holding hands and gazing e- into each other's eyes, like, really <laughs> intently. I, It's a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been really funny, maybe not funny, but an interesting reveal if at the end Double D actually was a girl, and that's why Double D always wears the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of goes against the show. Also, they're very it's very, like, gay anyways, though. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, it, I would have to double check. I, I think Danny also said, like, he's fine with people who, like, ship Ed and Eddie and Double D. Like, and he also, like, story... Help storyboard the scene where like they're gazing into each other's eyes. So he's not like he's very aware. Yeah, he's aware. Yeah. But yeah, so that there was that scene. I uh, I think that one's like definitely better that they changed. It. I don't think it really needed more time to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. we we are changing our rating system here. Yep, yep. Um, we're not gonna do the two ratings with the uh pass stream rent buy thing anymore. Uh, we're going to just have a numerical value, and uh, you guys can you guys can probably figure out what we would give something on the pass to buy scale for yourselves through the discussion. So we're just gonna stick with the numerical value at the very end of the episode for now on. And I've got to say, 
I think I would probably give this a six just because like it's it's I'm not the audience for it. Right. No. It's just that that's what it is. But I mean, you gave it a positive rating. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> like I do think it is slightly better than average, but it's not something that I would go out of my way to watch. I don't think. I don't know why you would. <laughs> right. Here's a follow up question. I want to like this versus Foster's. What do you think? I like Foster's more. Mm. Yeah, I just like the characters of Foster's more, and I think that fits more of my type of humor. Um, like, there were more sight gags in that, but there's also just, like, a bunch of witty retorts and, and things of that nature in Foster's. So I think if I had to choose one, I would choose that. But I would also choose Flapjack over either of those two. I mean, Flapjack's so, awesome. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't get into a movie, though. Aw, oh, damn. So we can't watch a <laughs> Flapjack movie. Shame. Flapjack was such a strange show. Yeah, it was. All well, Cartoon Network shows were strange. This show's yeah, strange. That, <laughs> that show, Eddie, Eddie was strange, but not as strange as Flapjack. No, Flapjack was messed up but in the best ways possible. Flapjack was great. Car- courage is more of a good comparison for Flapjack. I do I also say. love Courage. Yeah. Let's head off next then, Robbie. So I, I did enjoy the movie. I did laugh about it too, because like some of it was just ridiculous slapstick humor. And like I said, it used a lot of troll physics, so like it only makes sense within the universe of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, like I said, it was the one of the only times that you actually really see character growth in the uh, in the entire series was for the ending of it. Uh, they're also very self aware. They did break the fourth wall a bit in the show, which I also Quite did enjoy lot. that. Um, love the sound design. Like I said before, uh, the way that they use the music and the sound design was very genius, in my opinion. Um, it did it. Like there were things from that actual tv show like i said i liked more than i liked with the movie like i said i liked some of the humor that kind of goes above a, a kid's head that they use in the tv what show you, mean? you weren't laughing your ass off at the sextant joke <laughs> <laughs> not quite as much <laughs> that one was good though but i don't know like i said there's some of those i did like more but i did all all in all i did enjoy this movie up i'd give it a seven and a half like it was an enjoyable experience i think i know ease rating here yeah. this was is and always will be a perfect 10. <laughs> this is a cinematic masterpiece. I would argue this is the best of the Cartoon Network movies, and I think it's one of the best endings to a series I've ever seen, quite frankly. They did end pretty well for that series. And once again, they actually uh, ended on a breaking the fourth wall yeah. with it, too. It's like, hey, we're popular. All it took was, was it like a... 130 th- episodes, five seasons, four specials, and a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like set the break glass to or to start in case movie, of movie, in case of movie yeah? As you could tell by being me just like correcting the <laughs> particular. Yeah, I I love this movie. Like I would not watch a movie I hated twenty times. I would hope not. Yeah, <laughs> like this. It it is impossible for me to remove this movie from my feelings about Ed and Eddie as a whole, and like from where it put me as a child. Essentially, that's a weird way to put it, but I'm sticking with it. It is just the perfect movie in my eyes. And I understand that not everyone's going to think this is the perfect movie, especially people who haven't seen the show. Like, it's it's perfect to me. It is a 10 out of 10. If you disagree, you can go shove it up your ass. I don't care. <laughs> well, I guess I got a lot of shoving to do. <laughs> like, it just is the... It just makes me feel warm. Like, I'm watching it. Every time I watch it, I have the same feeling as when I watched it the first time on YouTube because it was posted on YouTube before it came out in America. <laughs> and it's just, I can't, I can't escape that feeling. And it's, everyone has that show. Like, you know, the show's not the best show particularly, you know, it's, but you love that show. And to you, it's, there's nothing you would change about the show. There's nothing yeah. I would change about this movie. I don't have a negative thing about this movie. Like the Moses, I think some of it was just like how a character is, but that's how the characters are. And, Ultimately, they didn't have an infinite budget. They didn't have infinite time to make this movie. Like I said, I, but, ju- I can't take myself out of where I was when I watched this movie. And because of that, it is a 10. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, if people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have an email, thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your favorite ed. <laughs> we also have a Twitter, a Instagram, a Facebook. Correct. They will either be the last ones in or the last ones in podcast. You'll have to experiment to figure out which is which. You guys are smart. You'll figure it out. <laughs> we have faith in you. And Robbie, for the first time 
in existence <laughs> in the new year in the BE <laughs> right. I mean AE after Ed's period <laughs> take us out so changing times I got to change us up a little bit every now and then <laughs> everyone do what you can to be safe out there if you're going to be out and about make sure to wear a mask wear gloves wash your hands for at least 20 seconds mm-hmm. and if not do what you can to stay home or stay home stay alone stay alive and thank you for listening to us, whether it's your first episode or you've been with us since the beginning. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys and gals and everything in between. Guys, so much. gals, and Eds. Every one of you. <laughs> whether you're chapters. an Ed, 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 or Eddie. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks. We have a lot of plans this year. It's all Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> hope every, you like it. Every day. It's only an Ed, Ed, and Eddie's Big Picture Show podcast now. So I hope you really liked this discussion. Yep. <laughs> um, no, we have a lot of really cool plans this year. Uh, some we've yet to discuss, and I've had just rolling around in my head. Some we have discussed before, but I'm I'm pretty excited about a lot of it, actually. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to be a cool year. I mean, I know that there's a couple movies that I talked about for this podcast that are kind of my Ed and Eddie's big picture show. Like, they're kind <laughs> of movies that fall under the realm of, like, I understand why other people want to like them, but I absolutely love them. Yeah. So we hope that you guys stick around and listen to those. We'll be back with you next week. Have a good one. See ya. Jinx! <laughs>